God bless you. You're about to listen to the voice of the eagle with Prophet Samuel Addison. Prophet Samuel Addison is an anointed servant by the will of God and is graced to operate in the fivefold ministry. As you listen to this tape, be ready to be caught up into unlimited levels of the spirit and soar unto greater heights. Enjoy the message. deal with something very very sensitive I call it the seed of honor anytime we cry to God he send us a man Judges chapter 6 and verse 6 the Bible says and Israel was greatly impoverished by the Midianite and they cried out to God and in response to their cry God sent a prophet. Judges 6 6. Everybody, let's read together. Judges chapter 6 and verse 6. 1, 2, 3, go. And Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. And the children of Israel did what? I can't hear you. They did what? They cried out to God. And in verse 7. And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord because of the Midianites. Verse 8. Look at the response of God to their cry. Verse 8. 1, 2, 3, go. And the Lord sent a prophet unto them. So this meeting is an answer to somebody's prayer. Somebody has cried unto God. And God has sent us your way as an answer to your prayer. Amen. Your family have cried unto God and God has sent you a prophet. My name Dr. Addison. And ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know how to receive this blessing, you will miss the answers to your prayer. Tonight, we'll be dealing with the seed of honor. The seed of honor. Pick your Bibles with me quickly where you are still standing. Go with me to the book of Malachi, chapter 6. Malachi, chapter 1, verse 6. Malachi, chapter 1, and verse 6. A son honoreth his father, and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Saith the Lord of hosts unto you, O priests that despise my name. And ye say, wherein have we despised thy name? Put your finger there, go with me to Numbers chapter 25. Numbers 25. We'll read verse 1. We'll just keep reading until we stop somewhere. Numbers chapter 25. We'll read from verse 1. And Israel abode in Shittim. And the people began to commit whoredom with the daughters of Moab. Verse 2. Everybody let's read together. One, two, three, go. And they called the people unto the sacrifices of their gods. And the people did eat and bow down to their gods. Verse 3. And Israel joined himself unto Balpeu. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. Verse 4. And the Lord said unto Moses, Take all the heads of the people and hang them up before the Lord against the sun, that the fierce anger of the Lord may be turned away from Israel. Verse 5. And Moses said unto the judges of Israel, Slay ye everyone his men that were joined unto Balpeo. Verse 6. And behold, one of the children of Israel came and brought unto his brethren a Midianitish woman in the sight of Moses and in the sight of all the congregation of the children of Israel who were weeping before the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Verse 7. And when Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest saw it, he arose up from among the congregation and took a javelin in his hand. Verse 8. And he went after the man of Israel into the tent and thrust both of them through the man of Israel and the woman through her belly. 
So the plague was stayed from the children of Israel. Verse 9, very important now. And those that died in the plague were 20 and 4,000. Verse 10, quickly. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, had turned my wrath away from the children of Israel, while he was zealous for my sake among them, that I consumed not the children of Israel in my jealousy. Now this is the blessing now for honoring me publicly. Wherefore say, behold, I give unto him my covenant of peace. Verse 13. And he shall have it and his seed after him. Even the covenant of an everlasting priesthood because he was zealous for his God and made an atonement for the children of Israel. Verse 14 and then we stop there. Now the name of the Israelite that was slain, even that was slain with the Midianitish woman was Zimri, the son of Salu, a prince of a chief house among the Simeonites. One more scripture, please. One more scripture. First Samuel chapter 2 and verse 30. First Samuel chapter 2 and verse 30. First Samuel 2, 30. Wherefore the Lord God of Israel said, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord said, be it far from me, for them that honor me, I will honor. And they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Verse 31. Behold, the day is come that I will cut off, cut off thy arm and the arm of thy father's house, that there shall not be an old man in thy house. Jesus. 32. Oh Lord, and thou shalt see an enemy in my habitation, in all the wealth which God shall give Israel. And there shall not be an old man in thy house forever. Look at your neighbor, tell him, God forbid. God, God forbid. forbid. Let us pray. Father, glorify your name tonight. Touch my tongue with the coal of fire from your altar. I demand for a supernatural backing. Whoever I bless, remain blessed forever. Whoever I curse and whatever I bind, remain bound forever. Arise and defend your name. Thank you, Heavenly Father. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody say amen. You may be seated. God bless you. The seed of honor. Ladies and gentlemen, if there is anything God is looking for from us, is his honor. Anytime God calls an assembly, he will demonstrate and manifest his almightiness. The blind will see, the lame will walk, prosperity will be in abundance. In return, what God is looking for from us is his honor. He said, my glory I will share with no man. If there is anything God will never share with anybody, he will show you his mercy, he will show you his goodness, he will show you his kindness, but his glory he will not share with any man. Tonight, I will share with you on three things. Number one, I will talk to you about the language of pain. And then I'm done talking about pain. I will talk to you about the battle for his honor. And then I will talk to you about the seed of honor. And then the consequences for this honor. My focus tonight is on honor for God. And honor for the men that God has sent. We live in a generation where they have no regard for God. And they have no regard for men that God has sent. Ladies and gentlemen, God has killed when his honor was at stake. Many lives have been wasted because they chose to dishonor God. I was studying about honor and I look at the, the Ark of the Covenant. The Bible says the Ark of the Covenant was in the house of Abinadab. The Bible says for 20 years the Ark was in the house of Abinadab. And Abinadab was getting poorer and poorer. Because Abinadab became familiar with the Ark. 
And being Adam had no honor, had no regard, had no respect for the ark of God. The ark of God represents the presence of God. It was by the act that God will settle and speak to Moses concerning the children of Israel. And now it was in the house of Abinadab. The act had the capacity to turn the life and the family of Abinadab around. But the Bible says Abinadab, because he had no respect for the act, he became poorer. And one day David came and took the act from the house of Abinadab and was taking it to the palace. The Bible says why they were going. They put the ark on a new cart, which was wrong. God told Moses that the ark should be carried by men, not cart, not bulls. But now they put the ark on the cart, brand new carts to pull the ark. And the Bible says one of the bulls was about to slump. And Uzzah stretched his hand to touch the ark, to help the bull so that the ark would not fall. The Bible says, and God slew him. Why did God kill him? He had been despising God in the closet. He had been familiar with the ark. He had been dusting the ark. He has been cleaning the ark in the closet. And God kept quiet. You have been dishonoring me in the closet. I kept quiet. Now you want to disregard me before the public. As soon as he touched the ark, the Bible says God slew him and he died. When David saw that the ark had just killed someone, David said, I can't take this thing to my house. It will wipe everyone in my house away. And then he ordered that the ark be taken to the house of a man by name Obedidom. And when they brought the ark of God into the house of Obedidom, that night Obedidom summoned his family and they surrounded the ark of God. He looked at the ark. They went on their knees and Obedidom said, I just saw you kill somebody this morning. Please don't kill me. Don't kill my family. Don't harm us. But there is one thing I will do for you. Every morning and every evening, I will gather my family around you. We will dance before you. We will offer sacrifice. We will honor you. We will respect you. But please don't harm us. The first day I obeyed him, wake up in the morning with his family. They began to dance before the ark. He slaughtered an animal, poured the blood on the mercy seat and began to dance before the ark. Dance before the ark. In the evening he gathered his family. Dance before the ark. Dance before the ark. Ladies and gentlemen, within the space of three months, Obedidom observed something that his crops were producing. Even the cattle were mass producing. Everything around him was increasing because he chose to honor God. Because he chose to respect God. And the Bible says the news came to David that Obedidom had become the richest man in the land. And David summoned Obedidom. He said, what is the secret? Obedidom So actually, I don't know. But I observe that every morning we dance before the ark. After we slaughter the sacrifice and sprinkle the blood on the ark. Every morning and night we gather to dance before the ark. And David says, is that all? He said, yes. He said, today this ark is coming to my house. Say it is by dancing. He brought a new card. They took the ark. And David began to dance. Began to dance. Began to dance. Ladies and gentlemen, hear me and hear me very well. Anointing. It's like electric current. Just because there is an electric pole at the back of your house, it's not a guarantee that you will have light. There has to be a connection. There has to be what? There has to be a connection. The problem with so many people in the church is they don't know how to connect to this current to get what they are looking for. So we have so many anointed men and we have so many people in church with container load of problems because they don't know how to connect. Honor is one of the major ways to connect to grace. Somebody say honor. I can't hear shouting loud. I say honor. God said if I be your father, where is my honor? The battle here is the battle of honor. The battle for his honor. The Bible says that God 
was addressing the children of Israel when they left the land of Egypt on the way to the promised land. They got to a land called Moab and they sent a letter to the king to grant them access so they can pass through the land of Moab. And he said, we will not eat your food. We will not touch your water. We will not take anything from you. Just allow us access. The Bible says, and Balak refused. He went and hired a Jiju man to come and curse God's people. The Bible says, when Balak came and stood, opened his mouth to curse God's people, he could not succeed. Instead of cursing them, he was blessing them. The Bible says, Balak saw that he couldn't get them by enchantment. So he changed his strategy to entice them. What he didn't get by enchantment, he got by enticement. The Bible says he brought the, the, the Moabites women. They were very seductive and began to seduce the men of Israel. And the men of Israel began to sleep with them. And by sleeping with them, they entered into covenant with Baal. And God became angry. And when God became angry, the Bible says there was an outbreak of a plague. And God began to kill them. In their thousands they died. Why did God kill them? He killed them because his honor was at stake. How dare you join me with Baal? And God summoned a meeting. He was addressing Moses and the congregation of Israel. And a young prince went and took a prostitute from the Moabite women. Brought her into the camp. Where God was addressing people. And then he lay there with her. He jumped the corpses on the floor. And then lay there with her. God expected someone to do something. But God didn't say anything. The Bible says a young man by name Phinehas. Got up out of anger. Took a javelin. Went and pierced the both of them. And the both of them died. When he did that he did it to honor God. The Bible says and God said to Moses, Phinehas has done that which pleased my heart. Henceforth, tell Phinehas, henceforth I enter into covenant of peace with him and his seed forever. Henceforth, I bring him into the priesthood family. And he said, no man will die prematurely from the lineage of Phinehas. But many generations later, a man rose from the family of Phinehas. His name was Eli. He gave back to two useless boys. Phinehas, he gave, he gave back to Phinehas and gave back to the other one. Phinehas senior honored God with his spear and javelin. Phinehas as junior, use his spear to dishonor God. Anytime people offer sacrifice to God, Phinehas Jr. will boil the meat and use his spear to remove God's portion from the fire and eat it. God saw it as dishonor. In one day, all the two sons of Eli died. They died because they chose to dishonor God. If I be your father, where is my honor? The Bible told us of a man by name Moses. I mean, David. God said, David is a man after my heart. And I began to look at the, the credentials of David. God rejected Saul. What did Saul do that David did not do times 10? But one secret about David is that David knew how to honor God. One day, he sat down. He remembered how he used to take care of the sheep in the wilderness. And now he looked at the luxury of the palace. And he said to himself, how can I be enjoying this luxury? And the ark of the God that lifted me has no dwelling place. He said, I'm going to build God a house. To honor his name. Everybody say honor. I can't hear you say loud. I say honor. And then early in the morning. He sent for the prophet. And when the prophet came. David said to him. I was a nobody. When God picked me. I'm a child outside wedlock. My father didn't like me. They sent me to the wilderness. To expose me to wildlife so that I can die prematurely. 
but mercy brought me to where I am. And he said to the prophet, I couldn't sleep last night. And the prophet said, why? He said, look at the luxury of this palace. But the ark of the God that lifted me has no dwelling place. Ladies and gentlemen, we easily forget the God that lifted us. Let me talk to you about pain for a while. Pain in itself is not a bad thing. Pain is an alarm system that goes off alerting you that something is wrong. Fix it. Anytime God is reminding you of where he brought you from, one out of these two things is about to happen to you. Number one is either your promotion has come or your downfall has begun. I pick it again. Anytime God begin to remind you of where he picked you from, he said to Moses, I am the one that brought this man out of Egypt by myself. And now they have chosen to dishonor me before men. I will waste them. I will waste them. Ladies and gentlemen, God is ready to fight when his honor is at stake. I am not surprised at the unfolding events happening in this generation. All the untimely death, all the premature death, I am not surprised because if there is any generation that chose to disregard God, is this generation. 2020, all of us were in hiding. Only one plague. The whole world went on holiday. Those with private jets couldn't fly them. Those with the best of cars couldn't drive them. People were throwing money on the streets in France. Because money became useless. God had to remind the world, without me you are nothing. I saw Americans crying. I saw scientists crying just for one plague that was unleashed. Because this generation has gotten to a point where we feel we can do without God. He said, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far away from me. And David told the prophet, I want to build a house to honor God. And the prophet said, do that which is in your heart. And he left. That night, God came to the prophet and said, first thing tomorrow morning, go and tell David, deliver this message for me. Tell David, you want to build a house to honor my name? He said, I don't live in houses built by men. For 820 years, my ark have been dwelling in tents. Nobody thought of building me any house. And I didn't complain. But David, forever thinking of building me a house to honor my name, I will honor you. Forever thinking of honoring me like this, I will honor you. For they that honor me, I will honor. But those that despise me, Tell him henceforth, whoever can break the covenant between the night and the day, that is the only one that can impeach the seed of David from the throne. Till today in Israel, the prime minister is from the lineage of King David. You may not like them, the scepter shall not depart from Judah until Shiloh comes. And God said to David, in blessing, I will bless you for honoring my name. There is nothing God hates like when he lifts a man and the man turn around and despise him. Many of us seated here. Where were you 10 years ago? Have you forgotten so soon 
how you were looking for job all over the streets of Accra. Have you forgotten how your landlord used to mess you up? Have you forgotten so soon how you used to live from hand to mouth? But look at what God has done for you. Now you are a CEO. Now you are a landlord. Now you are married with children. The question I want to ask you is what have you done to honor this God that has lifted you? We're talking about honor. Honor. What have you done to honor his name? Now you fly business class. Now you fly first class. You go for holiday in Paris. You go for holiday with your family in America for two weeks. And you burn money like gas. The question is what have you done to honor his name? When it comes to the seed of honor, nobody tells you what to do. You sit down. You look at how far he brought you. And then you ask yourself, what can I do to honor his name? Men rise at the point of honor. And men fall at the point of dishonor. Saul, a useless boy. Forgive me for using that word. In his lineage, there had never been a king. Not even in his bloodline. The man that couldn't manage one donkey. One donkey the father gave him. The boy lost the donkey. Went about looking for the donkey. Mercy found him. And made him king over the house of Israel. The ark of God was dwelling in tent. Saul was not moved. Life goes on. One day, it was time to honor God by sacrifice. Prophet Samuel came a little bit late because he was communicating with God. And God was telling Samuel how he was going to establish the throne of Saul. And Samuel came late. And Saul, when he saw that the people were walking away from him, he said to himself, after all, I am the king of Israel. If Samuel was a man of integrity, he should have been here at the right time. What kind of pastor is that? A whole king is seated and the prophet is not yet here. He's not a serious man. The Bible says he went ahead, slaughtered the animal and offered the sacrifice. As soon as he was done, Samuel appeared. And he looked at him and said, you have done foolishly. When you were little in your eyes, when you were little in your eyes, I lifted you. Now you chose to dishonor me before my people. He said, I was with the Lord and God was telling me how he was going to establish your throne forever. But for this that you have done, the kingdom is taken away from you. It's given to, at the point of honor was when Saul lost the throne. David came to that same spot. But he chose to honor God. Listen to me, child of God. When we talk about tithes, because it has generated a lot of contention, tithe is not a, a, a subject of debate. Tithe before God is not money. It's his honor. Our forefathers will honor their gods. They will, before they drink palm wine or before they take alcohol, they will pour some on the floor to honor their gods. And then they will start drinking. But in our time, anything we do to honor God is under the attacks of men. When I tight, I am tightening to honor God. Tight is about honor. If I be your father, where is my honor? When I bring my tithe, 
right before God, I am telling God that I acknowledge you to be the source. You are the source of my strength. You are the source of this money. I bring my tithe to honor your name. He doesn't need your money. You want to clap? Go ahead and clap and give him praise. It's honor. It's honor. This is where great men fall. This is where people rise. At the point of honor and at the point of dishonor. God is ready to fight when his honor is at stake. I believe in grace. I'm also a preacher of grace. But there is another side of God, ladies and gentlemen. He says, I'm a consuming fire. His honor. He said, I will not share it with anybody. But ladies and gentlemen, anytime you honor God, he makes your children his children. You didn't hear what I just said. Anytime you honor God, especially by building for God, he makes your children his children. The second thing you enjoy when you choose to honor him. You know this race is individualistic. It's not to be run by a whole family. Everybody is running for himself. I told them, I said, look, all these referees that have whistles to know who is wrong and who is right. All of us are contestants in this race. God has never called any man to be a referee. Don't make yourself one. Everybody is running the race. We are all running to win a crown. Some made themselves referees when God didn't make them one. Beep, beep. You are wrong. You are wrong. You are wrong. That's not how to do it. You shouldn't run like that. <laughs> Who made you a referee? God makes your children his children at the point of honor. Number two, he takes away untimely debts from you and from your seed. He said, far be it. There shall be no premature death in your family. I see people blasting tongues. Yet, I see them die like chicken. He's not the author of confusion. If I be your father, where is my honor? I'm dealing with the blessings of honor right now. Number three, God will cook a meal for you and your seed that you will not be able to finish it. There is a scripture that scares me in the book of Malachi. It's a consequence for dishonor. Malachi chapter 2 and verse 3. Let me show you something. Malachi chapter 2 and verse 3. If I can have it on the screen, I will appreciate it. You see the quietness in the house. It's very good. Malachi chapter 2 and verse 3. Everybody read with me. 1, 2, 3, go. Malachi chapter 2 and verse 3. Let's read together. Everybody. 1, 2, 3, go. Stop there. Behold, I will do what? I can't hear you say it louder. I will do what? Do you know what your seed is? Your children. God said, because you chose to dishonor me, I will corrupt your seed. What does that mean? You will be carrying Bible, but your seed will be smoking Igbo, dancing naked on the street. Because you chose to dishonor me. But when you honor him, 
children become his children. He will create what we call transgenerational wealth. Some of you seated here, the house you build and you are celebrating, that is not success to your children. In their time, they will look at the house and say, Daddy, what did you, you call this one house? This is a bacha. You know why? Your God have gone ahead of them and has created a future for them, created wealth for them. I don't know who I am talking to, but it won't be long from now. Any city, any country your child enter, they will never be stranded. Amen. They will never be confused. Amen. Among their mates, they will always stand out. Amen. In their generation, they will be a major voice. Amen. If your amen is the loudest, you are the one I just prayed for. Unfortunately, he's not just talking to the congregation. He's referring to his priest. It means that I can preach the gospel without honoring him. I've seen pastors in my generation. They will smoke marijuana. Jump on God's altar. Pick the microphone. Preach fire down. And go home and sleep. That was what Phinehas and his brother were doing. Listen to me church. I'm sharing this with us. Because when they touch the subject of honor. It triggers something. In the inside of me. I see God taking you to places. Amen. The cheapest thing for God to do is to raise a man. If God can raise a useless boy like me, there is nobody God cannot raise. You know where I'm coming from? This barack boy. <laughs> if God in his mercy can pick a useless boy like this and make something good out of him, a second is too much for God to change a man's story. All that God is looking for is his honor. There are many ways we dishonor God. Though. Number one, do you know is dishonor and disrespect for God to come to church before you? When you go to the villa to see Mr. President, he doesn't sit to wait for you. You get there early, you sit and wait for him. We call it the protocol of his presence. Service is starting by 8. Some are dragging their feet by 9.30. And the person is crying to God for a breakthrough. It doesn't work that way. If I be your father, where is my honor? Now let me pose that a little bit. And let's look at honor for the men that God has sent. Listen, church. Your pastor is a gift to you from God. One of the major ways you will have access to the grace he carries is honor. One of the things that have helped us and helped the gospel in Nigeria is that we honor our fathers. <laughs> Up till today, if Papa Ayo calls my number, I become confused. I'm on my knees. One day my wife saw me on my knees answering phone call. She was surprised. She waited patiently. After the call, she said, ah, who are you kneeling down to answer phone call? I said, Baba called. He said, yeah, but he's not here now. And you are kneeling down. I said, honey, to you he's not here. But to me, he's here. If he said, leave what you are doing. Apostle Paul is here. 
day Papa Ayo called now that is in Ghana and say, can you, I need you to do something for me. That's how he talks. Can you be here tomorrow? I need you for Sunday, first service, second service, and then you push it a little bit to Monday morning. He will cancel the engagement. He will jump on the plane straight to Warwick. That is how men rise. If I have misunderstanding with my wife and my spiritual father hears it and calls, Tim, you are misbehaving, right? I will say that was before, sir. That is how men rise. Don't let the blessing God gave to you become a cause to you. I used to have this woman in church. She had a peculiar problem. Each child she gives birth to, once the baby is two years old, the baby dies. So, in her husband's family, the husband is the only surviving child. This thing has happened to her four times before she joined the church. And when she joined the church, come and see commitment. Oh, she will come to church, sweep everywhere, mop the floor, lay on the altar, calling on God. Service is starting by 8 o'clock. 7 a.m. she's already in church. And then God answered her. And then she gave birth to a baby boy. And then two years, three years, four years, when she saw that what killed others didn't touch this one. I didn't see her again in church. For two months, I didn't see her in church. One day I was driving and I saw her. I pulled the car. I said, Amanda, what happened? I've not seen you in church. She said, Pastor, the sound of the speaker is too loud. My son cannot sleep. So I, that's why you don't see me in church. But don't worry, Winnie. I said, okay. All right. Before the baby came, the sound of the speaker was not too loud. But now that God has done it for you, the sound of the speaker is loud. I told her, I said, it is well. I drove up there. It wasn't up to two months. My phone rang. Baba, Baba, Baba. No, my baby will not die. My baby will not die. My baby will not die. Hey, hey. I said, calm down. What is the problem? He said, we have been in the hospital. For over a week now. I don't like the report doctor is giving me. That my baby is dead. My baby is not breathing. Papa, papa, come on, come on, come on. I say it is well. I say give me some few minutes. I will call you back. I off the phone. I went back to sleep. Not because I'm a wicked pastor. Oh no. Look at your neighbor say oh no. I can't hear you say it loud. I say oh no. All that we are saying on this mountain to access this blessing that God has given to you, number one is honor. Number two is respect. Somebody say respect. I can't hear you say it louder. Say respect. 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 I don't know the office you are. I don't know where you walk. But when you see a man that is of God, respect him. respect. Don't you ever get familiar with your pastor. Don't ever get familiar with the anointing that God has sent to you. Don't. It has destroyed many. Number three. Honor, respect. Number three. Give. Somebody say give. I can't hear say louder say give. I can't hear say louder say give. Learn to give. To your man of God. Learn to give. A genuine pastor will not stand on the pulpit and tell you he has not eaten. We don't do that. When we don't have, we trust God. Anytime you draw out your budget, include your man of God inside your budget. 
And then you will watch how your finances will increase. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number four. Don't join men to talk your prophet down. It's dangerous. Is this my son? I raised him. Gave him a branch to handle. Started sleeping with women. The whole church was aware. Started misbehaving. And then I called him. Called him to order in the office. Was not accountable to me. Was not accountable to anybody. After service, whatever offering that comes in, he takes it. No account. Enter the market straight. I called him to order. And he got angry. He looked at me in the face and he told me, he said, champions will always meet. He said, I will see you at the top. And he walked out. Some people, some people have had to. I'll see you at the top. I knew that where he was going to, there is no way there. I didn't say a word. He left. I sent another pastor there. Two years later, one Sunday I was preaching in church. And I saw someone like him in the congregation. Looking like a Somalian refugee. And after service he came, knelt down and greeted me. I asked him, I said, Malachi, why did it take you so long to come? He says, it's a long story. Nothing is working for me. Ordinary marriage, I can't marry. I don't have money to marry. Nothing is working for me. All the things I said to you was because I didn't know. But now I went to one Bible school and they taught us. So I discovered that what I did was wrong. So I'm coming back to serve any punishment you will give me. I said, no, fathers don't punish their children like that. Now that you have realized your mistake, I bless you. I pray for him and I release him. He said, any branch you send me to, I will go. I said, no, there's, unfortunately, there's no branch for you yet. Just go, sort yourself out. When the branch comes, we'll send for you. Respect your man of God. That is the secret of long life. That is the secret. That is the secret. When we stand before our father, you observe that each time we're preaching for him, as soon as he's handing over microphone, we don't stand up to collect it. We're on our knees. And one man in America, he said, he's a bishop. He went to my inbox. He said, why do you kneel down for a man? I say, you saw a man. But what is in the man is not a man. I'm not kneeling for the man. I'm kneeling for the God in the man. He said, well, that's an African thing. In my mind, I said, that's why you people don't go anywhere. You see them in mushroom, mushroom churches because they have no regard for anybody. Listen to me. Let me say this lastly and then we pray. Fathers are not always right, but they are always right. Stand to your feet. They are not always right, but they are always right. There are some things my father used to tell me and I thought he was wrong. Now that I've become a father also, I realize that the man was right. Prophecy has been made and they will continue to be made and released from this altar. You have sown seed miracles and the anointing is at work but this is how I can tap into it honor for God honor for his men that he has sent to me
respect to God, respect to his man. Many years ago, I went to a man of God. I was serving there. I told him, I said, I want to be washing your clothes. And sometimes I trek and go to that house. And the man has no money to buy soap. I will use my transport fare, buy soap and wash his clothes. Wash the wife's clothes. Reverend not caught of blessed memory. One day, I finished watching. Watching, he called me. He said, Tim, you want to be great, eh? I said, yes, sir. He said, what do you want? I said, sir, there's this grace I have seen on your life. That man is a prayer machine. Before he died, he's from Cameroon. Anytime you call him, he's praying. He's in tongues. Answering the phone, he's in tongues. Those were men that held the church where I was worshiping, Love Divine Covenant Church. I said, is that grace I need? He took off his eyeglasses. He said, take and put it on. I was naive. I said, sir, I don't like eyeglasses. He said, no, put it on. He said, come close. He put it on my face. And he said, whatever you saw in me, that you came to make all this sacrifice, receive it. Receive the eye of the eagle to see ahead what others don't see. In my family today, I see ahead of all of you. Lift up your two hands to heaven. Don't you be too blessed to dishonor God. Say with me, Father. Father. In any area. In any area. I dishonored you. I dishonored you. I disrespected you. I disrespected you. I dishonored your anointing. I dishonored your anointing. I criticized your anointing. I criticized your anointing. I spoke against the anointing. I spoke against the anointing. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Open your mouth and talk to God. Reba deke de barakino shabrakina mahadusa. Reba de brati 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 de grati brakina hazas. Rezu brakira asada masu brakina hazas. Alabash hebra barakadi hisa. Ikala kasa brakina hazas. Makralista koya. Libra hasika de baratako. Ekataya bada hasaya. Lakatala pratista kaya. Makada barata kaya badahas, ekada barata koya, freketo barana katia, ipralish da kosa ha, makade barata kaya In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. There is this set of people I want to pray for. Tonight, all eyes closed. I want you to be very sincere tonight. You have not been faithful in your tithing. Or you have not been tithing at all. It means you have been dishonoring him. He is our source. Human beings are only channels. God is our source. And anytime you refuse him the tithe, you dishonor him. He said, remember the Lord your God for it is he that given the power to get wealth. I want to pray with you. In the times of ignorance, God overlooks. You have not been faithful in your tithe. Or you have not been tightened at all. Step forward. Let me pray with you. Come. 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 I want you to be very sincere. Very sincere. Be very sincere. 
be very sincere. Be very sincere. If he does bless you, will you honor his name? Repent before him. Talk to him. Don't look at me. Talk to him. Father, we thank you. Shadow Barata Koya Badash. Freketola Fralishtakai. Migada Barata Kaya Badahash. Ekatana Praligadash Tahas. Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. We pray. Hold the music. The easiest thing for him to do is to open that door. Israel were in Egypt. I mean, were in the wilderness. They had money. They had gold. But there was nothing to buy in the wilderness. God became their source. They needed water. Water came out of the rock for them to drink. They needed food. Angels cooked for them. Their shoes were growing with them. Their clothes were growing with them. God was telling them, I am your source. Money is not your source. From today, I want you to make up your mind. This is the reason why most of the prayers and the prophetic declarations over your life has not been finding expression because you refuse to create the platform for it to manifest make up your mind tell God from today I will honor you with my tithes open your mouth and talk to him and then I'm going to pray with us I will honor you with my tithe I will honor you with my tithe I will honor you with my tithe. I will honor you with my tithe from today. From today. From today. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you thanks. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. He said, in the nine, give me the tenth. Because ten is the number of debt. Hold the music. Ten is the number of debt. It's the number of destruction. He said, eat the nine. Nine is fruitfulness. But ten, give it to me. You can't eat death. You can't handle it. Things begin to die when you eat tight. Opportunities are short. Doors are closed. You're always close to it, but you don't get it. It enters your hand, but it slips off your hand. Because you've been tempering with death. Father, I pray for them. For this purpose, you brought me here. You are the God of mercy. In the times of ignorance, you overlook. I ask that you overlook their days and years of ignorance. Show them mercy. Let mercy prevail in the mighty name of Jesus. I ask, oh God, that you bless the works of their hands. Doors that were closed be opened for them. Opportunities they lost. 
believe you have been blessed by this message. Kindly contact us on telephone numbers plus 233-244-694-299 or 0247-641-502. Our email address is samprofnk at yahoo.com. That is S-A-M-P-R-O-P-H-N-K at yahoo.com. Our Facebook handle is www.facebook slash Samuel Addison. Twitter at Prof. Sam Addison or visit our website www.prophetsamueladdison.org. Visit www.amazon.com to purchase these books by Prophet Samuel Addison. Keep the fire burning. Tell no one. Your secret is your power. Discovering the secret to the top. Why do you need power? Dealing with success killers and many more. You can also get copies of these books from any bookshop near you. God richly bless you. Oh, oh, oh.